0: My first year as a priest, I was at the cathedral in New Ulm. In addition to being the associate there, I was also asked to teach. I taught the freshmen. We had three sections of freshmen that year. I get time out of purgatory for that particular group of freshmen. They were wonderful, but a few times they really tested one's patience. First semester I taught uh, the creed, and second semester I started with um, morality. Uh, and the text that we use walked through the, the commandments, but it started with the great commandment. So week one, the test was, name the great commandments, one of the questions. Name the great commandments. And I had every variation that there could possibly be, except the correct ones. I would have accepted love God, love neighbor. You do know that, that those are the great commandments summed up. I had every variation of the golden rule. My favorite was, do to others before they do it to you. Which caught me a little frustrated, because we didn't even talk about the Golden Rule. So week two on the test, there was a question named the Great Commandments. I still had about 75% that failed that question. So we talked about it again in week three, guess what, it was on the test again. And about 50% still failed. So we talked about it again, we can never talk enough about the Great Commandments anyway, After five weeks, they still weren't getting it, and so I finally put it as the first question, write out the Great Commandments, four words are sufficient. If you fail this question, you fail the test. And I handed it out, I asked them not to start the test until uh, everyone had it, and within 10 seconds there was a collective, that's not fair! Well, I didn't think seeing do to others before they do it to you was fair either, so I, we talked about that after the test. Oh, by the way, every single one passed that fifth time. It was wonderful. I finally got through. So often with this gospel passage, we might be tempted to be like those freshmen. That's not fair. And I find when we cry out, that's unfair, most of the time, it's because we see ourselves on the short end of that stick. Had I told those that had already got that question right once or twice or five times that you don't have to take the test at all, they would have thought that's perfectly fair. The rest, however, would not have found it fair. And so when we are tempted to say that's not fair, I think it's cause for us to reflect a little deeper. And I think Jesus is trying to get that point across to get us to reflect what is fairness, After all, we think fairness means everyone gets the same. We live in a day and age, it's a little frustrating every once in a while, and I know we shouldn't be talking too much politics, but this uh, guaranteed basic income that some talk about, whether I work or not, I should be guaranteed this basic income, well, who's gonna pay for that? Or uh, the um, minimum wage being raised to such a degree that it's unsustainable. We might say, well, that's not fair to a certain degree. It might not be. But there's something more for us to reflect on. And first, a little little cultural background. Of course, Jesus is talking about a day laborer, somebody who doesn't most likely have a field or orchard or vineyard of his own to take care of, somebody who probably doesn't even have land, who doesn't have a regular job, who relies on times like planting and harvest for the bulk of their income for the year. Somebody like that would go out at dawn. They would wait for somebody, a landowner or a foreman, to go out to come to them, and there'd there be some spots for the, where they would gather, the marketplace, or the entrance of the, the city, usually. The landowner or the foreman would say, I have need for, let's say, five men to go out to my vineyard today. They would haggle over the price. Most of the time, they would just settle on, I will give you the usual daily price. Last week, I talked about two particular coins, the talent, worth 20 years of wages, and the denarius, which was worth one day's wage. They would usually be paid a denarius, one daily wa- wage. That daily wage was just enough to feed a family and to house minimal Not much more. You really didn't get too far ahead just simply being a day laborer. That's if you got a job. If you didn't get a job that day, you might eventually have to go hungry. You might not make it. So it was rather precarious being a day laborer. And so the landowner in today's parable goes out and he finds people at dawn and they work all day. And by all day, we're not talking an eight-hour day. We're talking from sunrise to sunset. Then in count hours in 60 minutes, 60 seconds a minute. But the day was divided into 12 equal portions. So in the midst of summer, when the days are longer, daylight is longer, they worked that whole time. And so those that are at dawn work the entire daylight hours. For that one denarius. And they were happy with it. Well, until they would be gypped. The landowner would sometimes realize that the labor, the harvest is so great that he would go out and get more and more and more. And that's what we hear Jesus telling in this parable. He went out at nine and found more and go out to my vineyard, and they would only work three quarters of the day go out at noon you you they'd only work half the day go out at three they'd only work a quarter of the day but then he still needed more he went out and found those at five o'clock the actual creek um, says the 11th hour the 11th hour even in english we have that we know what it means the 11th hour that's a last minute Those that that wait until that last minute, usually we think it's 11 o'clock, it's 5 o'clock in the scriptures, before day's end, they work one hour, one twelfth of daylight, and they're paid the same amount. And those that were at dusk, or rather at dawn, that's not fair. We worked the whole day, and you made them our equal. And the master says, "Look, I'm not I'm not cheating you. I am generous. Are you are you angry because I'm generous? We agreed on that usual amount. So what? So what if I wish to do this with my own money? He's giving a gift to those that only worked 1 hour, but they worked an hour. And maybe the master, this is where the parable of course we can expand, Maybe the master knew that if I send those that worked only one hour home with only what they earned that day, maybe the equivalent of $8, their family is going to go hungry. Maybe if I pay them a full day's wage, their family will be able to be fed well this day or the next day. They'll have what they need. And maybe in gratitude, those workers will come back and a cynic would say, well, they'll come back at the fifth hour or at the eleventh hour and expect to find a job again. That won't work too long, right? But they will come back because he was generous. And even those that were at, at dawn might realize that the master is generous. And that's what God is with us he's generous, he gives us what we might need, not necessarily what's fair, but what is just what we need. So often we might look at this as, as uh, in our lives. When do we start following the Lord? Most of us started following the Lord at baptism. Most of us were baptized as children, as infants. I actually have the 48th anniversary of my baptism on Wednesday, so I'm thinking about this all uh, this week. We start following the Lord when we're even too young to follow the Lord. And we are if our parents are good and holy and, or at least trying, we start serving the Lord early. We try to avoid sin in all its forms. We go to the sacrament of reconciliation. We receive Eucharist. We come to Mass regularly. We try to live good lives. And then we look out and we see somebody who's whooped it up, perhaps. Somebody who's lived a sinful life. We had Serial relationships. Maybe even worse, we see somebody who committed horrible crimes. Crimes against humanity. Rapes, murders. And then on their deathbed, they have a conversion. I've heard it before. Well, that's not fair. That God would forgive them. Well, it doesn't matter whether the sin is murder or sin is gossip. It doesn't matter whether the sin is rape or the sin is just having a bad thought, saying bad words, taking God's name in vain. Every sin is an offense against God. And so God gives us all the same when it comes down to it. Whether we worked all day in the vineyard or only worked one hour, it came to him at the eleventh hour, that last minute maybe even. How can God give us anything less than himself? How can God divide up eternity? Saying that to those that served so well from the beginning? Well, you get to stay eternity with me and those that only their on the deathbed, perhaps. Well, you get a twelfth of eternity. Infinity divided by anything is still infinity. How can God give us less than himself? God is just. God is generous. God is not fair, and that's okay. But if that's our read of this gospel passage, perhaps this will help, too. There's another way to read this, and not only is the day for our lives, but the day for Christianity itself, with dawn being when Christianity began, with Christ's death on the cross, and dusk being his return. We're in the 11th hour. Perhaps this year we can say we're even more in the 11th hour than ever before. From murder hornets to this virus to uh, now the latest jumping worms. It can't get any more weird, can it? The 11th hour of our politics, our nation, seeming to be divided and ripping at the seams. I don't think we're as divided as our media would tell us. But we do have to pray. We're in the 11th hour, but as horrible as things might be, we did not bear the the heat of early Christianity, where it was illegal to be Christian, where they were gathered up and hunted down, where the, where they were not able, able to have mass in their in a church structure because they were not allowed to have a church structure. They gathered in, in the catacombs and private homes, and if they were caught, they were torn apart from families taken before the governors, some put to death before animals, some crucified, some burned alive. We didn't bear that heat. And yes, throughout the world there are today more Christians being martyred than even in the early times, but there's more Christians too. As we come, we have to realize that we're the ones that are gifted with so much more than we deserve. That the Lord is not going to be fair with us. That he's going to be just. And if we're faithful, if we work in that vineyard, even if it's the last hour, it doesn't matter. We've worked in the vineyard and the Lord is going to give us what is just. The Lord is not fair. That's okay. The Lord is just. He gives us exactly what we need.